0: And now
1: And now Back to Hale Varsity Radio Varsity Radio Presented by Currency Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal Connor Clark in today Thoughts on Adrian to the USFL As he was picked in the second round We welcome in with Mitch Sherman The Athletic joins us here on Hale Varsity At Mitch Sherman on Twitter Mitch, how are we doing?
0: I am good Schmidt, how are you?
1: We're good, man. It's good to see you Friday at the, uh, make it Saturday, at the, the Gretna Southwest game. Uh, a lot of good high school ball this time of year.
0: Yeah, uh, looking forward to the state tournament in a couple of weeks. I was in Lincoln following my uh, kids, Gretna Dragons, and we had a good <laughs> time with the, the victory, but I've seen uh, quite a bit of good basketball in both in both communities and, you know, around the state. But the city of Lincoln this year, despite not having one of those top three or four teams in the rankings, it has uh, has some quality players. And we saw some on display uh, down there with you in Southwest Lincoln. So, again, looking forward to uh, what's coming up in a couple weeks.
1: Well, I, I want to go to Casey Thompson to start. Were you – I won't say concerned, but were you questioning whether or not he was going to be back? I know he put out his his Twitter statement last night. Uh, run it back. Were you ever? Mm-hmm. Were, did your mind ever drift to the fact that maybe there won't be a Casey Thompson here for 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 Coach Rules' first year?
0: Well, briefly, when Nebraska was in the market for a transfer quarterback, and you saw Jeff Sims come on board and heard the um, the talk on the early signing day about Rule and, and his history, um, not per, his personal history with Jeff Sims, but the history that he has with Jeff Collins, who coached Sims, and, and how, how attentively Rule has followed Sims' career or how, did follow his career when he was at Georgia Tech. You know, that was interesting, and you know led me to believe or to wonder if Casey might look around. But, you know, Casey Thompson, One thing we shouldn't doubt him. And one thing that we know about him from watching him and his time at Texas when, when he stuck it out for, for a long period of time, it's not like he jumped after a year or two in Austin, and the way that he played and the, the, the kind of character that he showed last year in, in his first season in Lincoln would, would tell you, I think, all you need to know about what he's going to do if faced with a challenge. And he's going to take it head on. So I'm not surprised from that standpoint at all that he's planning that he's coming back. Not planning, he is. He's coming back. He's he's doing well in his rehab. It it from the sounds of it. And you know, if if, again, if we know something about Casey, it's that he's going to find a way to get out there and compete in some way during the spring. Now, is he going to be? chucking touchdown passes in the spring game? No. Is he going to be facing a pass rush or taking hits from Nebraska's remade defensive line? No, but there are a lot of ways that he can compete and he can show his stuff for Marcus Satterfield and for Matt Rule, and he'll be there every step of the way. I mean, he's got his master's degree, so he can he can just get his PhD in football over the sure. next few months. Mitch, what is your concern level with Casey Thompson's injuries? I think it's better this year, Nebraska having more of an insurance option at a potential backup quarterback in Jeff Sims. I'm not saying Jeff Sims isn't going to win the starting job, but that's how I see it right now. Yeah. Is I think it's still Casey's to lose. Are you concerned about Casey's health moving forward? Well, he's been a starter in in college football for two years, and he's faced injury issues in both. Now, the, the situation at Texas was kind of a freak injury. You know, hurt his thumb, hit, hit on the helmet of a, of a lineman, I believe. Or, or you know, a thumb injury is not one that necessarily comes as a result of being injury prone it's a it's a it's a freakish kind of thing but at, you know at Nebraska last season he, he had a number of bumps and bruises and, and you know that's a result of the offensive line's failure to protect him I think some issues with the way that the offense ran and, and then you know Casey's not the biggest guy in the world and the Big Ten is a is a physical conference so I think yeah I mean if if Nebraska had no quarterback depth Or even if it does have quarterback depth and he's the guy, it's something that has to be on your mind. Is is he going to be able to survive a season without um, having an injury that keeps him out of games or or hurts his ability to be the best quarterback that he can be? So, you know, unless you're Josh Allen um, or somebody like that, uh, that's that's the concern in any kind of big-time football. Sims himself, you know, a bigger guy, had all kinds of injury issues at Georgia Tech so having both of them is a big plus for Nebraska Mitch Sherman is with us on Hale Varsity Radio and Mitch last segment we were talking about the potential of Jeff Sims being able to run the ball and run the offense maybe more how Matt Rule would like and I posed the question to the other two guys in the room and I wanted to pose it to you as well do you think that we could potentially see a two quarterback system early on in the year and if so uh, would that be a good thing you know, I, I don't know. I don't think so. You know, I I, I, th- I think that they're going to want to find a guy, and that's just kind of the way that I, I, I believe that these coaches look at the game. That you know, I've not heard them; they've not told me that in in regard to these specific two players. But I think that's just in general when you go when you're several months away from a season and, and you've got a competition. You know, it's not like tight end. Um, you know, you want to find somebody who can step into that role as the starter, and I think that's how the quarterbacks would want it, too. You know, both of them would want to have a competition where it's settled in August on, on one quarterback. That's, that's generally just an easier, more efficient way to handle it. If you have to use two because of the way that it's being dictated by the offense or there's an injury situation – it's nice to have that in your back pocket, but I don't. I don't think you ever sit in in, in March, going into spring practice, thinking that it's a, it's a possibility that, or you know, something that you want to look at um, a multi-quarterback system.
1: Mitch, thoughts on Nebraska's first commit for twenty twenty four, Roger Gadney, uh, Gradney. Gradney, uh, a pretty talented uh, return guy, but also can play a lot of different spots uh, on the field.
0: Yes, from deep in the heart of Texas. I had to get a geography lesson on where Altair, Texas, was located this week. And, and Nebraska went way down in the corner between Houston and San Antonio to find Roger Gradney, um, listed as an athlete, but you know, looks like a guy who could be a defensive back. You know, obviously, he's in that mold of players that Matt Rule likes, who has track times. That jump off the chart, you know, he's a sub eleven hundred meter guy. You know, you'd expect him to improve on that with two, two track seasons left uh, in, his, in his high school time. So th- this is the, the kind of player in a number of different ways that Nebraska wants to build its, its athletic profile around. Um, you see it with players like, like Jalen Lloyd um, and, and, and Bryce Turner and others, Malachi Coleman, many many of the players that Nebraska that, and, and Matt Rule either solidified or went out and, and, and found themselves in this 2023 class are, are right there with a guy like Gradney. So that's one thing. And then the other is just the continued emphasis on the state of Texas. And it's not just Dallas-Fort Worth or Houston or San Antonio and Austin, the, the heavily populated areas that generally produce the players in the state, the fact that they went and found somebody from a corner of Texas like this, and he's the first member of this class, and that he's a top 250 player nationally as a consensus, um, you know, it speaks to their reach in Texas. It's, this is not go fishing and go find one guy or two guys from the populated areas of the state. This is they want to cover Texas completely, and this is why or a big part of the reason why, Garrett McGuire and Bob Weger are on staff and why they went out and got Susan Elza. Now she has a tremendous amount more value than just having relationships with the state of Texas. And obviously she's not recruiting off campus. But, um, you know, the overall reach into that state I think is going to continue to be a huge storyline with this 24 class as it was with 23. And Mitch Grady's guy. He's from Texas, but I think he's got a little bit of Nebraska in him. He put up a tweet a couple years ago. Said people ask how I get so strong. This is how. And it's a picture of him out baling hay. So that seems like a, <laughs> a hand in glove fit for Nebraska, right? Hey, Texas is. Tex, there's parts of Texas, and I think he's from one of them that are as rural or more rural than the most remote areas of Nebraska. It's a big state.
1: All right, Mitch. Uh, before we say goodbye, a couple of minutes here. Husker baseball. A rough, rough yeah. weekend. For Coach Bolton Company, they'll try and regroup. I know there's media availability tomorrow. Uh, they'll head uh, to South Alabama this weekend. But, uh, man, a reaction to
0: 0-3-1. Yeah, I mean, that. that's just it's really, really tough to see. Um, and, you know, you always cut a team like Nebraska and, and teams in the Big Ten and Northern teams some slack at the very beginning of the season because they haven't had the ability to Prepare the way somebody like San Diego does, but to, to go there and go winless in four games and, and to lose that last one yesterday the way that they did um, in the seventh inning. You know, look, I know Will Bolt expects to have a completely different kind of team um, when they get home for Big Ten play and, and, you know, when things get going in March, but this just shows, you know, how much improvement that they've got to make. And if they're. I wouldn't think that they would have needed a lesson in that after the way that last year went, and I know a number of these players were not on that team, but for the guys who returned and, and who are the leaders of this group, I think they learned everything they need to know about where this team needs to be in 2023 to compete and, and have success in the Big Ten, and that obviously was a bad start. And and it, I'm sure it just left a horrible taste in their mouth to give up six runs in the in the last inning and, and come home with a tie, which is, is just... Ugh. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, this is baseball, and, you know, one bad weekend doesn't ruin the season, and, and you know, they'll have an opportunity to go right some of those wrongs in South Alabama and then play some, some SEC teams, I believe. What, is that next weekend in Minneapolis? I
1: think so. Yep. Uh, Vandy and Ole Miss, I believe. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So there's an opportunity to, to, to improve on this stuff, and, and, you know, we'll see. But it's, it's uh, you know, it extends what was, what was a difficult stretch last year um, into the first weekend of this year. That's... Not good to see, Mitch. Last thought here—about thirty seconds left. Will Bolt circled the bullpen, being able to throw strikes is one of the big problems uh, over the weekend. Is that cause for concern for the future? That seems like a pretty big part of baseball. It's a, it's a huge. It's where things start. You know, on the mound, you got to throw strikes, and that's that's uh, the, the number of runs on the on the hit total that San Diego scored yesterday. I mean, it was it, Nebraska gave gave them opportunities and and san diego to its credit capitalized but it was hard hard to watch hard to, hard to listen to uh that that kind of baseball where you just give give opportunities away so yeah that's that's if you're going to go back to basics on the mound with will bolton and, and with jeff christie the pitching coach throw strikes and if they hit them you can live with that
1: mitch sherman with us mitch we'll see you tomorrow thanks for jumping on with us today
0: Okay, thanks, guys.
1: There he is, Mitch Sherman with us from The Athletic at Mitch Sherman. Where you find him on Twitter, uh, we'll dive into uh, some of the comments you have uh, in the stream. can always watch the show on the Hale Varsity YouTube channel or Hale Varsity Twitter at HVarsity Radio. Some reaction there, good stuff from Mitch. Adrian and pro football, that discussion coming up.